The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. It's the Cigar Authority After Show, and it's brought to you by Roma Craft Tobacco. Since 2010, Mike Rosales and Skip Martin have focused on the simple and time-honored task of combining quality tobacco, experienced craftsmen, and the right amount of time to bring you cigars worthy of the legacy of the centuries of premium cigar craftsmen that came before them. Whether you are revisiting the anti-prohibition era mindset of intemperance or getting in touch with your more primal side with a Cro-Magnon and Neanderthal, you are sure to find a blend in the Romacraft house of brands that fits the exact balance of flavor, strength, and body you are looking for in that moment. When you're finally able to take a short break from the world to relax and enjoy a cigar, the last thing you need is a complicated sales pitch. Simple, yet substantial. Tobacco, talent, time. Romacraft Tobacco. The after show, the after show, the after show, the after show. It's the after show. And uh, we just got done with the prediction episode, and uh, all the uh, bad email and stuff is on the way to Mr. Jonathan, and we'll deal with that next week as we smoke the strongest cigars that are out there. We'll talk about that. But it is the after show, and in the audience with us today was a surprise guest. I had no idea he was coming. He walked in and started making fun of uh, Mr. Jonathan right off the bat, which uh, means I love him already. Me too. <laughs> and Me too. Uh, he he has been he turned into a sound bite that we use uh, way too often, but it was a great sound bite. Uh, Brian Charles from Bangkok, Thailand. Thank you, gentlemen. Let me uh, clear the air here. I am I am living in Bangkok, Thailand. So uh, before anyone hears my voice and says this guy's not Thai. Uh, born and raised in Buffalo, New York. Moved to Thailand in 2013. Gotten in the cigar industry over there. And am uh, on my way transitioning back to the States. Okay. So why would you go to Bangkok, Thailand? Because of it's called Bangkok? <laughs> <laughs> uh, because, Was it your favorite city too? Yeah. <laughs> it is one of my favorite cities. Uh, originally, I was... Bartending and waiting tables, food and beverage industry in Buffalo, and I got three months off in the winters. And I had a buddy from Toronto that was uh, spending winters in Bangkok, and he knew I traveled a lot. Said, "You got to come here; it's cheap. You know, sleep on my couch. I'll show you around." I was a big partier at the time, so it just kind of fit. I showed up, and on my fourth day, I uh, got hired at a late night after hours bar, and I wound up working the whole winter there. Came back the next year, 2011, came back 2012, and they asked me to come full-time. So I decided ah. to just move there. So do you speak Thai, or do they speak English over there? Uh, both. I have a 12-year-old stepson, so I speak uh, 12-year-old conversational Thai. <laughs> That's about as far as I can go. So we speak 12-year-old English on the show, so <laughs> right. it works out. He knows that. He, he, he's a regular listener. Um, so say something in Thai. Sabadi kap. Sabadi mai kap. So it's Chinese-ish? <laughs> I, yeah, Italian. Asian. Yeah, it's Asian. Yeah. It all sounds like dropping a handful of silverware on a metal so, floor. <laughs> Dave, he he speaks Asian. Yes. Yeah. So uh, what did you say? What did it mean? I said hello. How are you? Okay. Wow. So how did you find the cigar authority? Um, I my first cigar job. I was put in charge of a little retail shop on an island, and they said smoke everything, learn everything, and I just started googling cigar news, cigar information, and you guys came up, and I watched you religiously ever since then. Wow. We're uh, sorry. Yes. <laughs> so, 
You, you don't go do back it. and listen to the old episodes, do you? No, on, on the advice from you guys. Right, I didn't go, go back after from when I started listening. And, so and other appreciate than, that. Other than not putting the linen in your mouth, you really haven't learned anything. Correct. <laughs> he, he's, he's, in, he's a wise ass, which I love. So he learned the wise ass part of it for sure. See, I knew Brian was coming. So I see this oh, guy. Oh, you did? Yeah, you yeah. Didn't, didn't he had sent anything. me a message. And uh, so I see this dude walking around that I've never seen before. And I'm not really a Facebook stalker. I don't go and look at people's pictures. I just, when I meet him, I meet him. But he just, he was looking at me funny. So he either, I just kind of had a feeling. Funny or funny strange? Yeah, funny, like, I, you know, I know this dude. <laughs> So I go, you wouldn't happen to be Brian, would you? And he goes, wow, you're just as douchey as a person <laughs> as you are on the TV. And I'm like, all right. Perfect. Nailed awesome. it. Awesome. Nailed well, it. Every every group in the Cigar Lounge has that whipping post. Yeah. In, in your case, the butt of all jokes. <laughs> so in, in Thailand, you're working at a cigar bar. I, I originally started a cigar bar. And then as of last year, I started working for a friend of mine. Um, he imports cigars, uh, Cigar Emperor. And he needed someone boots on the ground to kind of do everything for his Thai operation. So I became brand ambassador for Cigar Emperor. Wow. And what, and what kind of audience is out there in, for cigar smokers? Is it, is it like the U.S. where middle-aged guys, that's what they do? Or? It's, it's a little bit of everyone. I'd say um, they're a big Cuban market. Yeah. So it's a lot of showing off, smoking you know, oh. Cubans. Um, but the younger generation is now getting into it, and that's where the, the New World cigars come in. You can offer them a better quality and a better price and kind of open up the market for them to smoke more regularly. Yeah. Is there an American population that's there? Or just yeah. Yeah, there's a big expat yeah. population, but our taxes are so high. Uh, a lot of guys you know, order from online or they travel a lot, so they bring their own in. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. What, what are you looking at for taxes there? Um, 178%. Oh, my God. Yikes. Plus VAT, plus excise, plus health ministry. I mean, it gets up there. So an $8 American cigar will cost you 20 bucks. Yikes. Uh, indoor smoking is allowed, though. No. No. No, but it happens. There's a, there's a, a tax that gets paid under the table, and you can smoke indoors. Payoffs. Yeah, yeah. we have that in the U.S., yeah. payoffs. Yeah, we call it a bribe, yes. but yeah. tax is good. Tax, is, <laughs> tax sounds nice. I'm huh? trying to uh, be PC. I still right. do have roots and ties in Thailand, I so it. I do want to go ties back to that. Ties in Thailand. Um, so what do we ask? What do we ask for? Well, you're, you're, you said you're coming back to the United States. There must be a reason for it. Yeah. Yeah, so you guys love a scoop, so I can break the news now. Good. Um, I accepted a position uh, outside of Detroit, I will be managing a bistro and cigar bar called Churchill's. Churchill's. And it's better to be outside of Detroit than in Detroit. Yeah. 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 I did my research. Unless you're in Flint, <laughs> then, then it's better you to will. be in Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if you want a career in cigars, you really got to be in America. I mean, yeah. That's where it's at. So that's where 80% 80, 80 of everything is being sold. Anyway. At the age, I got a family. I decided, you know, future forward thinking, let's, let's make the... The trip back to America. and how do you end up making a cross like that being all over there you see a job post like anybody else does and you say yeah exactly i, I want a job and they look and say this guy from another country well you looks, applied you applied uh here i, I did first i'm hearing it unfortunately first i'm hearing it yeah i was scouring like, just a he job. was a little overqualified for yeah. us i don't know about that I was scouring job platforms. I just Googled cigar lounge jobs in America, and everyone that came up, I just threw in my resume and application. Wow. And you're going in as managing it? Yes. Okay. And you've, have you gone there yet and saw them? No, I have not. Nothing. Just you you came here to see us, but yeah. you didn't go to see where you're going to be. 
lots of phone calls. I went back and forth with the owner and he was going to fly me out and check out the place. And I said, you know what? I don't, I don't need to fly there and see that where I live does not dictate my happiness. So, um, I don't care where it was. I just wanted to be in the industry, food and beverage and cigars. That's, that's my and background. You can, so. you can smoke, eat and drink in this place. Correct. That that's is huge. We'll be, huge. we'll be in the visit you. Please. Yes. That sounds like a road trip for, for us. For Hell sure. yeah. And you're going to handle all this. Yeah. The employees, everything. And the, yep. the owner says, okay, it's going to be you. And Yeah, I'll help with the ordering. I'll deal with the customer service aspect, the staff training. And you got it all. Yep. You can do this. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, my background. That's what I love to do. All right. Um, what kind of cigars they smoke over there? Just Cubans? or It was mainly just Cubans. Um, there's been a few importers over the last couple of years that are bringing in the New World stuff. You can get anything. New World is what they call yeah. our cigars. Yeah. Stuff that's in the U.S., right? Yeah. So you got everything, Padron, Perdomo. It depends. Uh, so you have to get a license to bring in stuff. So it depends on if you're the importer, you apply for what you want to bring in. Uh, Padrones are a little tough because they're expensive already. Right. Right. So you bring that in there and add that tax. I mean, a guy's going to get a $60 Cuban versus a $50 Padron. Yeah, at that mm-hmm. point, who cares about saving $10? Yeah. You're smoking the band. Yeah. And what you are liking of cigars? You liked cigars before you went there? Um, intermittently. Okay. I have a big night behind the bar, make 200 bucks, go buy a cigar and, and enjoy. But I never smoked regularly until I got there, and they said, smoke everything. And I was actually a cigarette smoker for 20 oh, years. Oh, my. Yikes. And I was sitting on the porch one day after smoking three or four cigars on my shift, and I got home, I smoked a cigarette, and I said, this is just terrible. It's disgusting. There's no benefit to it been smoking long enough i crumpled up the pack and i threw it away and I never went back never went back my wife said what are you doing i said i'm quitting just like that i, said, yeah, I don't need them anymore it was more of just a habit and a, and a high okay. or you smoke cigarettes for the buzz right you smoke cigars for the, the relaxation yeah. the all right so there's a wife there's a wife yep thai wife and she's coming back with you yep she's going to come in may we're going through the visa process now it took a little longer than expected and uh i've been in talks with churchill since november and i didn't want to push it anymore so okay. I pulled the trigger, and she's uh, coming behind me. Has she ever been here? She's never left Thailand. No, my goodness. No we, we took a trip to Malaysia once, and that's it. Never outside her country. Uh, Is she bilingual? Yes. Okay, yeah, so very it'll, be, it'll be easier for her. Yeah. And how about her family? No, all Thai. She speaks Thai, very little English. And they're they, staying there. They're staying there, yeah. and they're going to come visit, you think? We'll uh, probably go there and visit. Yeah. It's tough. It's really tough on the visa laws. Okay. Yeah. Okay. They're, they're tough on laws, period, right? Well, it's tough because you... Yes and no. Yeah? yeah. Okay. You can I thought integrate. it was one of those strict, strict countries. No. Um, we have the second highest road deaths in the world behind Libya because there's no law enforcement. So you get a DUI, it's, it's a payoff. Nobody goes to jail. Oh. Here's some money. Get me out of this. You kill someone in, the, in a road accident, you pay off the family. There's very little um, regulation. There's regulation, but it's... What did you say? Bribe. Bribable. Yeah. yeah. How's the Thai food in Thai? Fantastic. World yeah. class. That's one thing I will miss. Yeah. I mean, you can eat for a dollar, two dollars on the street. You can have street food. You can have, you know, five-star restaurants. It's got everything. It's fantastic. And is it the Thai food we know in the United States? Does, yeah. No, it's bastardized yeah. here. I mean, yes. it really comes down to the fresh ingredients. You're not going to get the fresh chilies and all the herbs and stuff they're using there. Um, certain dishes here, they bastardize. Like a stir fry, they would throw in you know, carrots and peppers and all these things that are not in the dish. So. You don't even have it over no, there. No. Interesting. Interesting. And what what's the hot cigars that are over there? Do they look for Padron? Do they look for these things? Or they No, say- because the Americans that are coming there, anything we have on the shelf, they know. 
and they can get for cheaper at a duty free or when they come back to the states. So um, the hot cigars are the Cubans. That's what people want. You get guys from the states or from yeah, mainly from the states coming over there. They want to smoke Cubans because they can't get them here. Right, and they want Cohiba, Cohiba, Monte Cristo, yeah, Romeos, all that hard stuff. Big names. Yep. Okay. And are you uh, a U.S. citizen over there, or are you buy, uh, both now that you married? Uh, somebody there. I am a U.S. citizen. It's very hard to get Thai citizenship. A okay. lot of hoops and things you got to jump through. A lot of money. No children. Uh, I have a stepson. Yep, twelve-year-old okay. stepson. Obviously coming with you. Yes, coming. Okay. He has English too. He understands very well. He just doesn't like to speak it. He's very shy. It'll but he take him three months being here. Yeah. He, yeah. He'll be a break from that because I don't imagine a big Thai population where you're going. Mm. And do you have a place you're going? Do you know where you're going to be staying? Uh, Birmingham, Michigan. Okay. So about 30 miles north of Detroit. You got an apartment ready to go? Got an apartment yeah. set to go. Did yeah, you I'll, never I'll, seen? Never seen. Well, boss, the took, boss took care of it for me. I Googled all that. It's a good neighborhood. All right. So. All right. Very interesting. Uh, I'll, load up, I'll load up the U-Haul next week and head out. Let's good swing deal. back to cigars for a minute because I'm curious. So if you have like a, a Thai national or, or somebody from Thai that has the Cuban cigars, and now they're bringing in the cigars that we know here in the States. Do you find m many people that smoke them go, wow, this is so much better than the Cuban, and they totally stop smoking the Cubans? No, it's tough to switch their palates because they're used to smoking those somewhat mild to medium Cubans, mm -hmm. and then you give them a Nicaraguan, and it just you know blows up their palate, and they don't like it at first. But there's uh, the younger generation's kind of opening up to that. Wow, there's more flavors than I'm used to. Is there cigar geekery happening? Like we have here? Yes and no. I mean, like I said, the Americans that are coming over there, they already know their stuff. Sure. So you're, you're really starting at the ground level with the Thai clientele to really get them to understand what they're tasting, what's going on with the palate. Why is this so peppery? And you made friends over there, of course. You lived there for a long time. Into cigars and you guys sit around and talk cigars? Or, yep. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. From what I hear, that, that, that it's pretty unique in the United States that we have these cliques of these people that, you know, social media and all this stuff that, you know, geek over cigars that we don't see a lot of this or I hear a lot of this in other countries. Yeah, it's the same there. I mean, you get, we sit in the lounge and everyone trades cigars and okay. camaraderie and you chit chat and share smokes and tell stories. And a, and a cigar lounge there is like here, big big leather chair and yeah, yeah, exactly. But beautiful. I mean, they have some really top notch lounges over there. It's gorgeous. So it's geared more toward the the elite. Yeah, the the high society. Okay, I mean, unlike here in the states where cigars is an equalizer, you could have the janitor and a CEO sitting together finding the common bond in cigars. But you have that too. Okay. I mean, I, I've met some friends uh, in the cigar lounge, that, you know, multimillionaire gentlemen, you know, professional businessmen that I would have no business being friends with except through the cigars. And now oh. I can call them good friends of mine. Yeah. Well, that's what happened to me that I can't believe the people we've met over the years um, that talked to me, you know, talked yeah. to me then. It was like the weirdest <laughs> thing of, my God, this guy cares about what I'm talking about. Holy mackerel. But it was cigars. So what are you smoking that you like for New World cigars? New um, World. Hmm. You Is that a thing? Is, yeah. 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 So yeah. New World. You mentioned a lot of them in the show. I like Roma Craft. I like Foundation. I like Steve Saka stuff. Yeah. I like Perdomo. I mean, they're, they're big over there. Uh, they're okay. very just consistency, the quality, Absolutely. fantastic stuff. 
Right now I'm smoking the King's Treasure in honor of the uh, king in Thailand. So mm, Okay. King's Treasure from Pure Soul. We can't get that over there. Okay. So I had this through one of your care packages. I turned on some of my embassy guys from the U.S. Embassy over there to the care mm -hmm. package. So they would share with me, oh, what's this one? Oh, I'll take that. So how do we get the care package to you? APO. U.S. Okay. military goes through a U.S. address. And, you, and you're Iraq's military. On, yeah, yeah, I was. Okay. Mm. Thank you for your services. Thank and, you. Yeah. And uh, end up in, in Thailand of all <laughs> places. It's, to me, crazy, but you, you got to see the world. Yeah. What's, uh, what's the one thing you're going to miss from Thailand? Uh, the food and the weather. And the weather being nice all the time. All the time. All yeah. the time. Hey, so you went from sub-zero Buffalo to 90-degree <laughs> weather. Yeah. Back to sub-zero. Yeah. <laughs> Upper Detroit, so yeah. 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 It's different, but that's the one thing I miss in Miami, the heat. Which is surprising for a big dude. Yeah, man. I'm the only fat guy that loves the heat. The hotter, the better. <laughs> yeah. I hate it. I hate it, but uh, that's it. And uh, would, would you come back every once in a while? You've been gone this long. and, and I've, I've never been back. I left oh, uh, wow. six and a half, seven years ago. I, I never left. I went to Malaysia often because that's where Cigar Emperor's uh, headquarters is. So I'd bounce back and forth every month. But mainly, we take vacations in Thailand. I mean, it's world-class beaches. You got mm -hmm. the mountains and the, the waterfalls up north. You got beaches down south. So we didn't feel a need to go anywhere. Well, do you see yourself transitioning from uh, managing a cigar shop to possibly repping? Is that a goal? No, I kind of like the um, the interaction with the guests. I like being in the lounge. I like you know being the li liaison between customer service and, and the food and beverage aspect. So the, the lounge is really where I'm comfortable at. Yeah. What do they drink? Everything. Yeah, same stuff as here. Yeah, we have everything you would have here, but there's a really shitty Thai rum called Sang Sum, which they, they would drink because of the price point. You're just uh, mixing it with Coke. Barry would drink shitty Thai rum. Yeah, I would try okay. it. I'm a rum guy, so. <laughs> I was going to bring some, but it was just too long of a journey. I had all my belongings and check-in and carry-on through four countries, carrying like 150 pounds of suitcases. So, which yeah. brings right. up the question again, did you go through China? Yeah, I was going to answer that. I did not go through China. All right. I try and stay away oh, from, good. from the Chinese at all So costs. I had to rub Barry for no reason? <laughs> no, I went Bangkok, Tokyo, Toronto, Buffalo, Syracuse Oof. to here. Wow. Brutal. I don't know what to say to you coming come in here. It's crazy that you did that. I'm I had to come so here. You hold the record the for the distance. It's awesome. <laughs> I've been watching you since 2015, and this is like a holy pil pilgrimage for me. Oh. <laughs> Cigar Mecca. I had to come to Cigar Mecca. So, so was it disappointing walking through the door, and you, or was it everything you well, thought it was going to be? Well, seeing Mr. Jonathan's face first off was a little disappointing. Yeah. I would like to meet Dave first or, or Barry, but... No, it's everything I expected. Glad I ruined, yeah. Great Glad service I downstairs, your... great selection. Yeah. I, I always wonder when somebody comes, is, is it a letdown or, you know. You always apologize. Because <laughs> it's not something, you know, we, for the locals and stuff to drive 30 miles on here, they should and, right. and they do and all that stuff. Well, see, the problem is it's something you would never do. But well, other people. Listen, I've gone to Buffalo to get chicken wings. Yeah, he's well, done that's that. true. It's it, it, it a long food. ride from here, but I did it, and, I, and I've done you know go get a steak and cheese in Philadelphia. It's food. And, yeah. Wow, there is a common thing here. <laughs> go to Chicago, yeah. get some pizza, pizza with Chicago with hot dogs. Yes, we yeah. did. <laughs> We've gone wow, down to when you think about it, I guess I got a problem. Well, We've you gone down to Connecticut just for pizza. Right. Yeah. yeah, right. You got all the cigars you need here, so you got to go out for food. Yeah. Although I went to Cuba for Cuban cigars. Yeah, you don't go there for food. <laughs> no, I didn't go for food. I didn't go for food. The food no. was solid, though. 
there. See, I I went long before you did, and they really had no food. You know, you're lucky you find some rice and rice scrawny and chicken yeah. if you're lucky. The chicken but, was so scrawny. It's but, true. Except for at the Habanos dinner. Yeah. They had spectacular food. Yeah, yeah I guess we were spoiled when we went. Yeah, we, people were. And we went, to, we went to good restaurants. It was yeah. great. Well, the restaurants have improved a lot over the years in Cuba. Yeah, actually, Oliver uh, leaves today. He's going to the Habanos Festival this week. Is he? Yeah, so he, he left today. So we'll see how that goes. You never, you never been to Cuba? Never been to Cuba. No? No. no. I don't know if I'd want to go. Yeah. I, I had to because I dreamt of it for 30 years, and I had to see what, it, what it's all about. But uh, people are nice and everything, but they don't uh, have the best of anything, in my no. personal opinion. It's run yeah. down. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, you guys went to the Perdomo factory tour. That's oh, something yes. I would love to do. Now that I'm closer, <laughs> that I was the best. That. that was the best trip I've ever been on in my life, all things considered. The best. Yeah, that would be on my bucket list more than Cuba. Yeah. I mean, I've it, smoked all the Cuban cigars over there in Asia, and, and just nothing listen, really tickled me. working in the U.S., and you're going to have different cigar manufacturers, you're going to get offered lots of things, and I've been to everybody's thing. If you got to pick one to go to, it's pretty and, and I apologize to the other uh, <laughs> sponsors and everything we have, but I've seen it all, and when you talk about detailed Holy mackerel, that's it. Dave knows people at Perdomo. You could probably get you in. Absolutely. (laughs) He's going to know everybody. You're going to know everybody, and and the company you work for has multiple cigar stores, so you're going in with somebody already. Yeah, And it would be worth – it would behoove them to send you and another staff person down there to go through it because you'll come back knowing more about cigars than you ever thought you could know. Yeah, and you guys always say you you never stop learning. No. Never. No. 35 years now, and – I go down there, Dave, you ever see this before? And I go, no, I never saw that. <laughs> What's happening? He said, well, I invented it. Right. He knew the answer to it already. Of course, <laughs> I never saw it before because he just invented something new. And, and that's the, the beauty of this and, and the missing part of what I think has happened in the Cuba. Cuba does it the old Cuban way. Well, things have improved. And they're deciding, no, we're going to flood the tobacco field as opposed to drip irrigation. Well, drip irrigation with nutrients and everything, well, and it's the way to go. And but there's only so much land in Cuba, and they've overgrown there. Yeah, same thing over for and over decades. And over. Yeah, it's very interesting of uh, why I say cigars have never been better year after year after year, and I hear people argue with it. No, the reason is because they're doing things to the soil, and they're improving mm-hmm. what they can possibly do. And unfortunately, Cuba is not doing that, and that's what they need to do if they're going to step it up. Uh, I'm amazed that you have old New World cigars there, and you had Cuban cigars, and people would still choose Cuban cigars. I don't see that happening if it happens to the U.S. You know, I think uh, if it's a status thing, people want the Cuban cigar, right? Not because yeah. of the flavor, not because of the quality, but because of the status, the, the perceived yeah, status. Yeah, You've made it. When you're yeah. smoking an expensive <laughs> Cuban, you've made it. Yeah. But you can see, you know, you look at Cigar Journal or Aficionado, whatever, the last couple of years, the, the Cubans barely scratched the surface. Right. So it really shows you where nah, because there's the enough, are turning. There's enough U.S. guys that ended up going to Cuba now that we, we had a little break there and we could actually do it, that them touting the hard-to-get thing which was part of their charm of the, they get to talk about things that we don't know. By the time people end up going, they say, we can't give this one a better rating <laughs> yeah. than that one. We just can't do no. it. 
Um, you know, and we we do cigar journal. You know, with blind tasters, we're, I'm yet to receive a Cuban cigar from them, and I think that's on purpose that they say yeah. we can't give it to him because he's going to tell the truth of what it is. <laughs> Uh, we don't know what it is. It's blind, but there's no way. Generally, I know right away, even smoking blind, this is a Cuban cigar. I mean, it's got a very distinctive yeah. taste to it. Well, and, and you've had it all now at this point. You've smoked many, many Cubans, right? <laughs> I try not to. I mean, <laughs> yeah, because, be, because you have. Well, yeah. And for know. the money, why would you? You know, when you look at the but quality. They pay, of- they're paying more for the, for the new world. I can't get used to that word. We are <laughs> yeah, in the new world. $20 for a new world, and you're going to spend 30 plus for a Cuban. Oh, all right. The so Cuba Escondido is 100 bucks. You know, Monte Cristo Open Eagle is 60 bucks. Really? Yeah. Bihike? Uh, you can get them. Yeah. Those are going to run you 150 retail. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. Not Maybe a bad more. cigar for $20. <laughs> yeah. You might, uh, you might as well just light it with a $20 bill. <laughs> wow. Wow. And what do, what, do, what do people do to be able to afford something like that? I mean, it's like any large city. There's there's big money there. It's it's fairly advanced. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But I'd say like the general population, just like a normal construction worker Thai dude, you're living on like three to five hundred dollars a month. Mm. A month. Yeah. But then you got guys making you know thousands. Yeah. So. Yeah. Like anything else, I guess. Yeah. All right. What do you got to add? You're on the show. Thank you for having me. It's well, an honor. Well, we're honor so to honored you came. I can't, uh, besides, apologize to you for coming all this way, and I wish I could do something other than you're going to hang around, right? Well, yeah, stick around stick for an out. hour or so. All right. Smoke with you guys. Let me buy you something really nice and uh, wow you the best I can. But th- this is it, unfortunately. Uh, you're here, and, and, and this is what we got to offer. So, you know, Hi, all- this is Brian Charles, living in Bangkok, Thailand, Mr. Jonathan's favorite city. Yeah, you and you're know. listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. You're a wise ass, and we love it. <laughs> From Buffalo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's in our blood. Okay, that's it for the after show. Uh, Saturday, we're going to have the uh, strongest cigars, maybe the top 12 strongest cigars or 10 or whatever we can get it down to. And uh, tune in there to see how right or wrong we are and what you think. And uh, the following week, uh, Ed Sullivan's away, so it uh, sounds like a train wreck to me. It's going to be Barry's birthday that day? That weekend. That it's, weekend. It's the 4th. Okay. All right. So Tight head birthday that day. Barry's one of these people. Well, it's, it's my birthday weekend. No, well, it's my birthday week. It's yeah. my birthday month. Well, I'm having a birthday this year. There we go. Well, mine's on the 4th. <laughs> Heidi's on the 6th, so we turn it into a weekend celebration. All right. That's it. The Brian Charles edition of the after show is over. We'll see you Saturday. Put the lid end in your mouth. You'll like it. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.